Hello, hello, welcome again. Welcome back to the Healthcare Marketing Underground Podcast for the week of August 29, 2016. This is episode 283, and I'm Chris Bevelo, EVP at Revive Health. I'm joined today by... Chris Boyer, Senior Vice President at Revive Health. Chris Boyer, welcome back. It's been a while. This is for the people that have forgotten... We, this is how we've described it in the past. This podcast is a forum for riffing and ranting on hot or important healthcare marketing topics, trends and ideas with a whole lot of other noise thrown in. Do you think that still holds up, Chris? I think there, I absolutely do. We're back, baby. We are. We're back. We have been gone since the beginning of 2016. Uh, the official reason for that is because we thought it made sense to take a pause reevaluate and really come back with an incredible podcast. So it took us eight months to figure that out. We did a lot of research. We talked to our thousands and thousands of listeners to get their feedback. And what we've decided is we're pretty much right on course. So we're going to start right back up where we left off. Is that fair, Chris? <laughs> well, I'd say that, yeah, uh, we're, there's so many things that have happened in the past uh, eight, eight months that uh, we're going to pick up right now where we're at, right? Um, but yeah, absolutely. I think that this is this is going to be great. Looking forward to continuing on and bringing and and you know starting to have our our podcast coming to you guys regularly from here on out. That's right. That's right. And I'm gonna I'm gonna introduce a special guest we have with us for this podcast. His name is Lindsay Resnick. R- Lindsay is our new chief growth officer here at Revive Health. Hi, Lindsay. How are you doing? Thanks for having me on your rebroadcast your your new initiation into your podcast season yes it's this is a very coveted role that you're holding there were there were dozens of people in the agency who were beating at the door to be on this restart and and you're it so congrats thanks i appreciate it so we're going to be talking about um primarily we're going to have a shush mid heavy um Shushmid heavy podcast, but that's why I have Lindsay on uh, because Lindsay's going to be participating in Shushmid. He's actually from Chicago, so uh, why don't you why don't you just give everybody a background on yourself, Lindsay? Where have you come from? Uh, what are you going to be doing at Revive? All that good stuff. Sure, thanks, thanks, Chris. I have been in healthcare for more years than I care to remember. Uh, w- one way to look at it is when I started in healthcare, there were ninety eight different Blue Cross and Blue Shield plans in the market, and HMOs and PPOs were in their early years. Uh, But one of the things, uh, so my background is uh, from the payer side of healthcare and the provider side more recently, particularly as we've seen hospital systems enter the risk business, either through ACO development or through actually getting their insurance license uh, and becoming a health insurer. And we'll talk a little bit more about that when we talk about the Shishmed uh, session that I have. Uh, Right before uh, Revive, I was the chief marketing officer at Wonderman Health, uh, focused, again, in the payer space, the healthcare services and technology space, and then over the last several years, more and more on the healthcare provider side from a risk management and a, a movement into more the direct-to-consumer uh, marketing approach. That's a lot. 
That's some incredible back. That's an incredible background, Lindsay. And I mean, the one thing I know working with you, the, you know, the past couple of weeks, it's like you bring a lot to the table that is valuable for hospitals and health systems as they're looking at, you know, where the future is. Um, you know, where it's, it seems like the industries are, are getting larger and expanding. Um, and hospitals and health systems are, are dramatically trying to keep up with that. And it's just your background, your perspective has been incredibly informative. I'm so excited about, um, about where you came from and where you are today. It's, it's great. Yeah. Thanks. I mean, it was a, a very natural fit to, to add on to, uh, where revive, uh, is today and where the organization's taking its place. And it, it's really at a point of convergence with the amount of change that is going on in marketing. You as a digital expert know that uh, the always-on mobile consumer now is uh, out there with expectations that information and access is going to be real-time when they want it at their convenience. And then the flip side is how we're seeing healthcare change simultaneously, also through healthcare consumerism and the new roles uh, that we're seeing hospital systems, physician organizations, payers. You know, this is a, a time now we're seeing brand new startups enter the primary care provider business and into the insurance business. So it, it's really a very unique period that we're in. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you're going to be talking about some of this stuff at Shishmid. So let's, let's shift to that. Uh, let's talk about Shishmid, or as some people like to call it, Shishmid. Do you have a preference, <laughs> either of you guys? Shishmid or Shishmid? Ismet. <laughs> no, it's, okay. That, I call yes. I call it that big hospital marketing meeting. Yes, that's probably the appropriate, a more appropriate title, and also easier to pronounce than Shizmid. So we have a lot of things going on this year. So Shizmid is coming up. It is the the eleventh through the fourteenth, I believe, of September. So just a couple weeks away. Uh, we have multiple things going on from a Revive Health standpoint. So first, I want to talk about, um, unfortunately, I'm going to talk about something that folks can't participate in, but it's so cool that we're going to share it anyway. We're having a really neat event uh, on Monday night where we've got Vivian Schiller coming in. Vivian is the new head of content at Weber Shanwick, but she comes from uh, a really impressive background. So she was chief editor at Twitter. She was a head editor at NBC News, and she has a lot to say about content and how consumers find content and consume content and value content. So we have an exclusive dinner going on Monday night uh, where folks have been, some folks have been invited. We have a really small venue, so we had to make it invite only. Uh, But what we're going to be doing for sure is sharing the outcome of that conversation with folks afterwards so that everybody can kind of uh, get in on the learning and the conversation that happened at that dinner. So that's going to be something that's really cool, uh, but we'll have to wait till afterwards to kind of share what comes out of that. Uh, And then we've got some speaking things going on. Lindsay, you want to talk about your panel first? Sure, thanks. So I have a panel that's entitled Going All the Way Hospitals as Insurers. And I'm going to be joined by Diane Ewing from Premier, 
uh, out of Ohio and Ramon Soto from Northwell out of New York. And they're excellent examples of health systems that have recently, over the last two, three years, uh, entered the market with a health insurance plan and have gone through all the differences of hospital marketing versus marketing an insurance product. And I think we're going to focus there uh, both the whole process of getting into the insurance business, but really what's different about that type of endeavor versus traditional hospital or health system marketing. And it really comes down to four specific areas. One, understanding the target market or the customer that you're looking at. How do you then, number two, how do you, in a direct-to-consumer communication effort and marketing effort and ultimately a sales effort, how do you conduct all that outreach, particularly given some of the different market segments that uh, you may be going in? A number of those uh, that I just mentioned have gone on to the exchange through the Affordable Care Act. I know that Premier has focused primarily on entering the Medicare Advantage market, two vastly different consumer segments. What What's the best way to make sure you're getting the the best risk and the right type of enrollments uh, in, in that effort? The, the third area of focus is customer experience. What, what needs to change? What's different between managing the acquisition and then the activation and then the retention and loyalty part of the customer life cycle in an insurance entity versus health system. And then lastly, of course, marketing ROI. What is the best way that marketing can yield enrollment and how do you and sales and then how do you do both continually for less and less money? So it really starts looking at cost per lead and cost per sale. So we're going to talk through as a panel a number of these uh, tactics and and strategies around those four uh, major categories as hospitals are either thinking about going into the risk business or are in it and are looking to refine and move towards more best practices um, as as a hospital with a health plan. That is a huge... So, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Chris. No, go ahead, Chris. Well, I was going to say, I mean, um, that's I'm, I'm really excited about that because, um, you know, my experience... I was actually at Northwell prior to coming here at Revive and was uh, helping out with Ramon. And, and it was at the very early stages, the kind of involvement we had from a digital perspective to kind of support that. But I tell you that the the importance of that to an integrated health system that are going to that are launching provider sponsored health plans is significant, and all those four touch points are are so true. They're so important to 
uh, you know, to to this this effort, but also, I mean, in general, when we look at it, you know, those four the four main areas that you talked about, um, that's huge uh, to talk about the user experience, to talk about optimizing um, and ensuring that you're aligning your efforts and and communicating and getting that ROI. Uh, it's really exciting, and you get to speak with Ramon Soto, um, having worked with him for a little bit. Yeah, I know he's a great guy, very smart guy. So I'm really excited to to join your panel. Or not join, but yeah. listen in, I should say, you know. <laughs> Chris just invited himself right into your panel. Yeah, I did. So you can ask, I'll be in the front you can row. ask a question. That's right. <laughs> I'll ask questions. I'll ask the hard questions. But, I mean, that's going to be really exciting um, to, ha- to have you all speak about that. When does your session go? When Do you have the timeline for that? If you don't, yes, we can post it later. Tues- uh-huh. It's Tuesday morning at 9 o'clock. Tuesday at 9 o'clock. So everybody get up early. After, that's after the one of the keynote sessions and go right right to that uh to that session it's going to be amazing yeah and that's good because that means it doesn't conflict with my presentation which is tuesday at 1 45 um and i'm i'm getting to speak with so what's cool is people are going to be able to experience all of this right so i get to speak with uh jill austin chief marketing officer at vanderbilt university medical center and we've had the privilege of working with jill and her team since the beginning of well, really the end of 2014 to completely overhaul and what we call re-engineer their approach to marketing. And it goes a lot of what Lindsay's talking about. It goes to population health. It goes to, you know, the things that we've talked about, you know, over and over and over in this podcast about moving away from the old traditional school of thoughts and approach to the new paradigm of digital marketing and content marketing and personalized marketing. Uh, And what I think is great about this, both from what Jill has gone through and what we're going to talk about is uh, it's really going to show how difficult this is. So we're talking, you know, 18 months really that this effort has been underway and they've made tremendous strides, but it's been a really long journey. It's been a difficult journey a lot of different things um, popped up, the challenges in their path, uh, and they're still, you know, have a lot of work to do, which still would be the first to tell you. So I think that'll be extraordinarily valuable for the other systems that are on the same journey to kind of learn from, you know, a brand that's very well respected uh, and how they've gone about it, what they've, you know, come across, the challenges they've hit, and, and how they've tried to overcome them. So super excited for that. That is at. Uh, what did I? What time did I say it was? One forty-five on Tuesday. Called reengineering marketing for the new healthcare world. So um, that'll be a nice, nice session after Lindsay's panel. And Chris, you can join our session too if you like. Well, I'll be in the front row again. I'm, I'm, I'm your guys' both biggest fanboys. So, um, you know, I'll be right at their <laughs> front. But, 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 Bevelo, you wrote actually a blog post about uh, the concept of reengineering. Uh, just recently, is this gonna? Are you gonna expand on that topic more? At in the session or right now? Or in the session or right now? I'll. Te- how about I tease it? Yes, definitely. I mean, we use the word reengineering intentionally, uh, and part of that, or the main reason we're using it intentionally, is because we've put a lot of thought into these changes that that health system marketers are facing. And Chris, you know, and Lindsay, you know too, right? We've been talking about this idea of transformation for a long time. And I feel like we've been right out there in front for years, trumpeting the need for transformation, trumpeting, uh, you know, the imperative nature of this change 
that health system marketers need to go through. And we've kind of come to realize that transformation is maybe too much of a passive term, not that there isn't a transformation going on in the market and in terms of how consumers engage our organizations and the channels we use and the regulation and population health and all of that, but in terms of what we ourselves need to do. And it reminded me of, I don't know if you guys are fans of the movie Bugs Life. You have to have, I think, kids that grew up in the 90s or 2000s to, to really get into that movie. But there's a scene in it where there's a, there's a, a magician that is a praying mantis. And he, he always puts on this show for the other insects. And at the end of his, you know, magic trick, he, he yells out transformation as if it's, you know, it's this, <laughs> and it's a, it's a butterfly that was a, you know, a, whatever, a chrysalis. And then it's a beautiful butterfly. That's the trick he does. And I think that's how a lot of healthcare marketers think this is going to happen, that they're going to go from the, you know, the ugly pupae or whatever to the beautiful butterfly, that this transformation is just going to happen to them. And the truth is, they're really going to have to take a much more proactive, disciplined approach. Um, and that's why we use the word re-engineer. That's intentional. It's from the 90s. It's a business term. Uh, and it really speaks in many ways to uh, the difficult, challenging nature of this and the explicit, proactive change that you have to make happen. It's not going to happen to you. So we'll talk more about it in the session, but that's really the the point of that that word. So there you go. I really like it, even though it's and a then, little bit old. Even though it's kind of an older term, I love it because of, of that very fact. Hey, what's, that what's old is new again, right? Right. Experience I mean, I never a, gets old. Problem. How hipster That's right, of you. Exactly. You're such a hipster, <laughs> Bevelo. It is. It is a hipster business term, re-engineering. It's the equivalent of what? Red wing boots or rolled up jeans? I don't know. Or, I'm making or, that stuff up. Or a hipster beard. A hipster beard. It is the hipster beard of business movements, I think, is a fair statement. <laughs> so let's see. We have one more thing that's going on at Shishmid. Um, Revive Health itself is sponsoring a great keynote that's going to be put on by Roger Jansen. He's the Senior Vice President and Chief Strategy Officer at Spectrum Health. And along with um, you know all the things we're doing at Shishmid that are really around that idea of reengineering. So Lindsay's talking about how you need to think about approaching the market in this very new way for health systems, which is the provider health, uh, sponsored health plan. We're talking about how you reengineer your marketing approach. Um, we're talking about content and the role it plays in the changing world. And Rogers de delivering a presentation called "Developing an Ecosystem of Health." So again, how do you look at uh, in his term, how do they are, how is Spectrum Health, which is based in Grand Rapids, Michigan, identifying new growth opportunities, including non-traditional ideas focused on the consumer perspective, a new ecosystem focused on health. He's going to be sharing the strategy they developed and their journey in kind of expanding how they show up in the market as a health system. So all of those, I think, fit that theme of reengineering in different ways, which is which is pretty cool. So speaking of Shushmid, now, Lindsay, is this your first, first Shushmid? Uh, no, I think I was at one in San Francisco a few years back. Okay. So for the people that are going to Shushmid, this won't apply to, to the rest of you, though. Um, I think some of our advice might apply to any conference you go to. Uh, Chris and I, I mean, Chris, I think I've been to like 12 of these in a row. I can't, I don't, lost track a lot, right? Uh and I think there are things that we've learned 
to help people get the most out of this conference. So we're going to go around in a round robin way uh, and share a tip from each of us. And we'll, we'll, we'll go a couple times. The first one, I'll throw out the first one and then we'll go to Bora and then we'll go to Lindsay. Um, what I would recommend is that you really carefully select your breakout sessions that you're going to go to. Uh, there's a lot of them to choose from, so you should have plenty to pick from. Um, what I think makes Shishman unique in some ways, for good and for bad, is that they're very democratic in how they select those speakers. And what I mean by that is they're really intentional about, because I've served on committees selecting speakers, so I know this firsthand, they really try to mix in new folks, right? They don't want to have the same people every year all the time. So they try to, to throw in some new people, give new people a chance. Um, and in doing that, it's a little more democratic as other conferences are, are much more controlling about who they have speak uh, and you get a lot of the same people. The downside of that, of course, is if you're taking Shushman's approach, is that sometimes there are folks that really haven't been vetted well enough or there's no way to vet them well enough and you might get some dud sessions. And I think this happens to people at Shushman every year. So what I would say is definitely look for the topic that is close to your heart, something that you know is going to be beneficial to you. Try to find a session that has speakers that you that you have heard of, that you've ever heard speak before, or that you know are proven in what they do. Um, just because they're successful, of course, doesn't make them great speakers, but hopefully they'll be able to deliver the kind of content you're looking for. And even then, um, I follow these kind of guidelines. I've still sat in duds before. It just happens. Uh, but the more you're, you're careful about that and thoughtful about it, I think the better uh, you're going to do with your session. So that's my tip. Boyer. Um, related to that, I think that the general sessions, those larger, the keynote sessions, some of the general sessions, they're, they have proven to be very valuable and helpful because not only are they bringing in great speakers, proven speakers that have a really good, you know, really good, um, uh, positioning. They may have good, really good topics that they talk about. They generally set sort of the overall theme of, of those conferences. So, and what I mean by that is maybe not, it's not a very direct theme, but in, it, it certainly becomes part of the conversational zeitgeist, so to speak, as people are talking about, oh, did you hear what, you know, Magic John? said or did you see this or you know whatever what's you know those when you when you uh, attend those general sessions I think you get a, a very valuable kind of a larger picture it's great to see um, speakers that are very good at what they do um, and there's some really great um, really great topics that come out of it some good ideas maybe some thought starters and they really and they do try to bring in people that are outside the industry to bring in new ideas and fresh ideas now again same way we talk about with the breakouts, there may be a couple of them that are, you know, not so good, maybe not so aligned with what, you know, where your thoughts are. That's okay. But I think in general, I found it to be, um, you know, helpful to attend those large uh, keynote speed, uh, keynote and general sessions. So that's one of my tips. How about you, Lindsay? So I'm going to give two at once. First, obviously, go to the sessions that we mentioned, Chris's, uh, Roger Jensen's and mine. <laughs> But really, I think three words, network, network, and network. It's really an opportunity to talk with uh, colleagues and peers, uh, often at uh, hospital systems that are facing similar problems, similar challenges, feeling the same pain. And really, you know, sidebar conversations uh, with non in a non-competitive 
uh, situation from you're from a health system in Illinois talking to someone from a health system in New York or California or Wisconsin. I, you you really can get some very good uh, tips and how people are looking at a problem. Maybe they're looking at it a little different how they're approaching or funding certain challenges. So I, I find those opportunities, whether it's picking people off in an exhibit hall or at more at some of the social events or even who's, who you sit next to at a general session, that really is, you can get an awful lot out of a meeting like this given the, the number of attendees that are. And if you could sort of figure out in advance who you want to talk to, all the better. Yeah, I, that's such a great point, Lindsay. And I think it's interesting to me because usually when I go to these conferences, I, I it's rare for me to even fit one breakout session in because I'm meeting with people constantly. Part of that's because of my job and your job and Boer's job and what we're there to do. Uh, but I think folks that are coming from health systems uh, often think about just what you said, like I'm going to network at a, a networking function or at lunch, which is fine. But I think they should also take time because all of these people are in the same place, you know, find a time where there's not a good session that, you, that you're looking for and connect with somebody like you're suggesting. It's okay to do that during the session times, right? You're gonna get as much out of that, um, that conversation likely as you would from the session that you would listen to because it's interactive and it's custom, that conversation is customized to you. Um, I just find that a lot of health system folks don't think that way. They, they, they try to fit networking in, in the seams Instead of saying, wow, you know, I've got all day here, I could take the two o'clock breakout session time and meet with, you know, my peer across the country uh, and really get some great insights there. So I think that's dead on. All right. So I'm hey, going to call one more the ball. Tip. I'm going to say this. Can I throw one oh, more tip in? All right, go ahead, boy. Come on, yeah, I have I know to. You can help yourself. I'm the digital guy. I have to throw in the fact that Twitter is an amazing resource when you go to these conferences, and I have to say it. I know <laughs> that a lot of people don't like Twitter. Maybe they don't follow it regularly, but um, there is hashtag usage at these conferences that allow you to keep track of conversations, keep track of maybe even being you're in a breakout session and another breakout session is happening. What I find though is Twitter is so vol voluminous. Um, during this time that it's almost too much to handle and to, to process, particularly if you're trying to pay attention to a particular conference or breakout session. So use tools like Storify or Listly or something like that where you can actually aggregate and capture the tweets for a particular time frame or a particular day. Or even if you have a particular hashtag and user, you can actually build out a specific uh, tool that will, what it will do is will automatically pull in all the tweets and, and comments and people, uh, what people do. There's professional um, social media people at these conferences, and they use it. So definitely use that as a way to get the most you can out of your conference. Sorry, had to throw that one in. So, there. You know, so I, you know, that's all right. So, so I could go out with hashtag Resnick Rocks, and we could start a, a, a trend with that. I just tweeted something that said we that. We could. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's already, already out there. And you know, Bora, you know what my response to that is, right? If you're going to do this, avoid what I call the random bits of obviousness. So I, I I tend to get a chuckle out of the Twitter threads at these conferences because they're filled with things like, Chris Boyer says digital is critical. 
You know, they're, they're these like <laughs> random bits of obviousness. People, people are live tweeting, but they're live tweeting things that are either so obvious, it's, it's why are you tweeting it, or there's no context. So, you know, it's like 0.4, go big. And you're like, okay, well, what? I have no idea what that means, right? So you got to be selective in both what you're tweeting out and what you're trying to tune into because there's a lot of... Um, so a lot of those RBOs out there, random bits of obviousness. Watch <laughs> out for those. All right. So so I was going to call the ball, but Boyer had to take us to Twitter, which is his want. That's fine. We're going to shift like we always do to something fun at the end. Um, there's so many things we could talk about, but of course our favorite fallback is TV. And it's been eight months, so there's a lot for us to pick from. What are we, what are we watching? What are we liking? I'm gonna I'm gonna let Lindsay go first because Lindsay's our guest. So Lindsay, right, what well, are I, you watching? What have you watched this year that you love? So actually, unexpectedly, this ties to Shishbed. How can you not be watching oh. the Chicago Cubs right now? So everybody's gonna be if you're in a Chicago. Cardinals fan. <laughs> everybody's going to be in Chicago. <laughs> the meeting is located right on the Chicago River. And now down below, there's, they've created the Chicago River Walk. And there's bars and restaurants. And it's a great place in the evening. There's boats pulling up. Uh, and I, I would encourage people to go and visit that. And, if of course, if you have a chance, I don't know if the Cubs are in town. But even if they're not, you could take a tour of Wrigley Field. Uh, but yeah, so I've been watching a lot of Cubs baseball this this uh, year, living in hope as always. You know, it, it's it's doubly sad for me to hear that one because I am a Cardinals fan, but it's okay. I, I want the Cubs to do well, but also we're recording this on a day in Minnesota where last night we learned that our quarterback of the future, our quarterback of today, the quarterback who's going to lead us into the Super Bowl blew out his entire knee and is out for this season and probably most of next. So sports is a sore subject here in Minnesota today. So the twins are terrible. They're shooting for a hundred losses. So I will, I'm going to climb onto the Cubbies bandwagon because at least there'll be something positive. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Boyer, what do you got? What have you been, what have you been watching? Well, I mean, I could say that um, I uh, fear The Walking Dead is back for the second part of the second season, and it's actually a lot better than the first part of the second season. So I've been actually enjoying that. It was just a couple of episodes in now, um, but we always fall back on the zombie ones. I'll let you speak about our favorite HBO show. Um, one thing that I, I, I picked up and actually uh, just binge watched on Netflix recently is a uh, a series called a uh, Southern Gothic series called Rectify, and it's about a, a guy who lived in a small town and at the age of eighteen gets acqui- uh, gets acquitted of or gets um, uh, charged with murder. Put on life, life, uh, and put in prison for life. Put on, you know, death row. Gets out because of a uh, a complication or like um, uh, they did a DNA test and he actually gets acquitted on the on the charge and how he acclimates back into the society. There's three episodes right now on um, on Netflix. Really, really good. It was one of those you just started watching, can't stop. Good. That's a good one. Uh, I haven't seen Rectify, but I've heard about it. 
Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna do two just because you guys did two on the the Sushman thing, but I'll be really quick. Stranger Things is a much must 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 watch. So good. Um, powered through that. But the HBO show that Chris is talking about, all of us have watched because we started talking about it prematurely as we always do before the podcast started. And that is The Night Of. Um, thoroughly enjoyed that. Just thought from start to finish. It was super compelling. Uh, love the characters. Love the writing. Love the story. Uh, love the ending. The part about the ending I like the most is that you're thinking like, is he going to be guilty or is he going to be innocent? And of course, as often happens in our justice system, it's neither. It's a hung jury. So he gets off on a technicality and a lot of people don't have that, you know, kind of final um, resolution to it, including his family and, uh, you know, other people involved. So I thought that was like a perfect ending to that kind of show. And you guys both watched that, right? You like that too? Yeah, I, th- I thought it was uh, a great show that... Characters were great, and you're right. The ending, in a sense, it was it was disturbing, just because of what this guy went through. You really don't know if he did it. You sort of think he could have, but there's a lot that points that he didn't. And then he's just a changed man now. He'll never go back to who he was. Right. Can you go back in time and do a spoiler alert? Because I probably yeah, should have I was going to say alert spoiler, alert. <laughs> spoiler alert, spoiler <laughs> alert. <laughs> We're going to have to put that in the in the show notes and let people know that at the yeah. the thirty two minute mark, um, there's a spoiler for in the night of. So don't close your ears if you get to that part. All right, so we're running out of time, so I'm going to close things off. Um, so excited that we got this thing back up and rolling. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining us on this one. You'll be back. Thank you. We're going to have you back Great. Um, within the next couple of weeks to actually talk more about the provider-sponsor health plan uh, angle because I think that's something that we just can't get enough of for our audience. So um, for the Healthcare Marketing Underground podcast, this is Chris Bevelo. Chris Boyer and... Lindsay Resnick. <laughs> there he is. Resnick thanks for rocks. thanks for joining us, and and we All will right, talk to you, you next time. All right.